politics. things on this planet one animal at a time marmot's podcast is on all the social things and you can find a list of them at linktree slash varmint's podcast that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash varmint's podcast or use your very favorite search engine and you'll find us we're out there we're not camouflaged this this is a bad joke i'm so sorry i'm Megan danger and today i'm talking about the phantasmal poison frog. You know what? That felt so good. I'm going to do it one more time. And I, I encourage you, the listener, to do it with me. The phantasmal poison frog. It just feels good. <laughs> The Phantasmal Poison Frog, or Phantasmal Poison Arrow Frog, a Latin name Epipetabates tricolor, is a species of poison dart frog. It is endemic to Ecuador. They have radiant colors, like a stripy crimson and gold. I think that's like a football team, that like like Stanford University. I don't know. They got they got football colors. Yeah, the uh, Phantasmal Poison Frog is about uh, 0.9 inches long, or 22.6 millimeters. It uh, has weird, long fingers. They are partially webbed. It likes to chill out um, leaf litter of a tropical forest, especially near streams and wetlands. They they really like hanging around in banana and cacao plantations. The uh, females lay the eggs in leaf litter and then the males will care for them and then take them as tadpoles to like they carry them to sites with running water where they're tadpoles from about 6 to 12 weeks and then they're frogs and they can live uh, specifically in like captivity in zoos for upwards of like 15 years which is kind of crazy so the phantasmal poison frog is a poison dart frog where where'd that where'd that name come from hey frog where'd that name come from well they're toxic as as just all heck. You know, the, the big thing to kind of take away from if a frog is a really cool color 
that makes it look like they're like a, an awesome little plastic toy, they're probably just chock full of poisons. And so uh, they're often called dart frogs due to the uh, Native Americans' use of their toxic secretions to, to poison the tips of, like, blow darts. However, however, that's that's the story. That's how the naming convention is. But of over 170 species of these little dudes, only four of them have actually been documented as used for that purpose. So, uh... <laughs> Welcome to Varmints! Uh, I'm not an animal expert. I'm just doing my best. So, what is interesting about uh, our friend here, the Phantasmal Poison Frog, is that actually, in a zoo, they're not poisonous. They, they're just, I guess, phantasmal. Because their diet is controlled, because that's where their toxins come from. So, uh, in the wild, the phantasmal poison frog will eat poisonous, uh, insects, including wood lice, aphids, ants, weevils, fruit flies. Um, I mean, not all of those are poison, but a lot of them are. And so that's where the toxins come from, and they just live on their skin. That they, they don't synthesize it themselves in their bodies. That they eat it, and then they, they sequester it on their, their outer bits and that's that's how the that's how the toxins done work, which is neat. Unfortunately, the conservation status of the phantasmal poison frog is listed as vulnerable, and that their their numbers have been declining. Part of this is because of habitat destruction due to you know deforestation and farming and such. Um, also, because they're very popular as illegal pets. But yeah, so in Ecuador, they can only be found in seven locations in under 2,000 square miles. So it's about 1,900 square miles or 5,000 square kilometers. So this is very small. And unfortunately, it is getting smaller, which not great for the phantasmal poison frog. And we should be, you know, helping all animals and conserving all animals and protecting all animals because they're animals and they deserve to be here just as much as anybody else. But specifically, the phantasmal poison frog. Because if they're extinct, then you will never have a reason to say the phantasmal poison frog. And that just stinks. That's no good. This show was produced by Donna Hume on land belonging historically to the Ute, Cheyenne, and Arapaho Native American tribes, with intro music by Infomercial USA and bed music by Josh Lippy and the Overtimers. Our logo was created by Imran Javed. If you enjoyed the show, ah, ah, this cat, if you enjoy this cat that just jumped on me, why not give us a couple bucks at buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. I promise. 90% of proceeds go to the, what, go to the Wild Animal Sanctuary in Keensburg, Colorado. Thanks for listening, and be nice to animals. You're lucky I'm nice to you, you little punk. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.